Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. Today we'll be talking about the European Peace Facility, a new off-budget fund that gives the EU more flexibility in choosing who and what to support in its efforts to promote peace and security across the world. The world is changing fast, and so are security threats. In the face of increasing global instability, the European Union is determined to strengthen its capacity for action and its role as a global security provider. The question is, how? Well, the common security and defence policy has always been an important dimension of the EU's external policy. It allows the Union to offer assistance to third states, international organisations and regional organisations engaged in peace support operations. It also provides the Union with its own operational capacity, allowing it to deploy civilian and military assets provided by the member states in third countries. However, while many of the operations and missions the EU supports have military and defence implications under current rules, the EU cannot use money from the EU budget to finance activities with military or defence implications. Which means that member states taking part in such missions need to use their own national budgets to help foot the bill, right? That's right. So, what is going to change now? Beatrix Immenkamp follows foreign and security policy within the European Parliament Research Service. Well, member states have agreed to set up a new fund which will make it easier for them to share some of the costs of EU military operations among all member states, even those that do not contribute troops to a mission, or only a few. Since such costs cannot be charged to the Union budget, it is a so-called off-budget fund and it will be worth up to €5 billion for the next seven years. The European Peace Facility will replace the Athena mechanism and the African Peace Facility, taking over the military and defence-related aspects previously covered under those instruments. This means that it will not only fund the common costs of EU military missions and operations, but also the military and defence-related aspects of peace support operations led by the African Union, which were financed under the African Peace Facility. The difference with the new fund is that it won't be limited to Africa. With the European Peace Facility, the EU will, for the first time in its history, be able to support peace operations in other parts of the world, such as Asia or the EU's neighbourhood. This is definitely a big change. But there's yet another important novelty. From now on, the EU will be able not only to train partners, as it has been doing with the armed forces of Mali, Somalia or the Central African Republic, but also to equip them with basic military and defence capabilities, including weapons and ammunition. Strict safeguards and controls will be put in place to ensure assistance is given in full compliance with human rights and international humanitarian law. But several member states and non-governmental organisations have expressed concerns. What if arms end up in the wrong hands? Critics warn that providing military assistance to conflict zones could indeed end up fueling conflict, illegal arms trade and human rights abuses, instead of securing peace. Hannah Neumann is the foreign policy spokesperson of the Greens European Free Alliance Group in the European Parliament. This supply comes with a lot of safeguards, but the problem is once you deliver these lethal weapons into a crisis region, 
even if you stop the program, what has been delivered to a country will stay there. And we have seen far too often in the past how quickly, especially small and light weapons, are handed from one actor to the next to the next and end up in the hands of Islamists and terrorists. By contrast, practitioners believe the European Peace Facility will ensure that the EU is taken seriously as a security provider and is able to maintain its influence in conflict areas. Rear Admiral Hervé Blajon is Director General of the EU Military Staff and Operations Commander, and he cites the example of the Central African Republic, where the EU has, for several years, provided training for the National Army, but was unable to supply the basic equipment that is so badly needed, paving the way for Russia to step in. Considering the involvement of Russia in the Central African Republic, which includes the supply of lethal and non-lethal equipment to the country, it is essential that the EU's training mission is seen as a solid partner. This is key to protect the EU's credibility and to allow our mission to deliver on its objective, which is to reform the defence sector of the Central African Republic. The EU believes that one of the major advantages of the new European Peace Facility will be the ability to enhance the effectiveness of EU training missions. The EU currently deploys three military training missions, all of them in Africa. Beatrix Immenkamp spoke about this in her recent briefing on the European Peace Facility. Supporters of the European Peace Facility argue that one of the main advantages of this new fund is that it puts the EU in a position to provide assistance to complement the objectives of CSDP training missions. Supporters argue that this enhances the effectiveness of such missions. For example, the EPF will allow the EU to deliver equipment, including arms, to army units and security forces in the Central African Republic, Mali and Somalia, which the EU has trained. This will be one of the first priorities under the new facility. If the armed forces in these countries are not only better trained but also better equipped, they will be able to carry out their missions more effectively and become less reliant on EU support in the long run. The European Parliament believes the European Peace Facility will help the EU to stop punching below its weight and become a stronger world actor in the field of security. Hilda Vortmans was the rapporteur on the Peace Facility. The aim of the European Peace Facility is not to militarize the European Union's external action, but to yield synergies and efficiency gains by providing a package approach to our external action. With the European Peace Facility, the EU will be able to play a bigger role in securing peace and stability in its direct neighborhood. It is clear that with instability and conflicts on the rise around the world, the EU can no longer simply rely solely on its soft power. If it is serious about becoming a stronger security provider, it needs to provide itself with the financial tools to become more effective. For more information on this subject, check Beatrix Immenkamp's publications on the EPRS website. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.